The following broadcast is brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International. Psalm 92, let's read what the word says here. I'm going to go to verse 10. But my horn, emblem of excessive strength and steady grace, you've exalted like that of a wild ox. I'm anointed with fresh oil. Everybody say, I am anointed with fresh oil. Mine eye looks upon those who lie in wait for me. My ears hear the evildoers that rise up against me. The uncompromisingly righteous shall flourish. Everybody say flourish. Like a palm tree. Be long-lived, stately, upright, useful, fruitful. They will grow like the seed in Lebanon. Majestic, stable, durable, and incorruptible. Planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish in the courts of our God. Growing in grace, they shall still bring forth fruit in old age. I want to say to anybody who feels like you're too old, he says you will bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap, you old sap you, and of spiritual vitality, and rich in the verdure of trust, love, and contentment. They are living memorials to show that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. He is my rock, and there's no unrighteousness in him. You know, we just finished the ladies' conference called Flourish, and how many are flourishing? How many righteous do we have with us here today? And I shared with you last Sunday, we talked about the fact that the righteous are like a palm tree. And a palm tree has an ability to grow even in the desert places. And when a palm tree springs up, and I know a lot about deserts coming from Africa. We have, of course, some of the biggest deserts in the world in Africa. The one that I'm familiar with is the Namib, 40,000 square miles of shifting sands of the Namib Desert. I've flown over them. And then one that, of course, I'm not really too familiar, other than when I visited Cairo, Egypt, is the great Sahara Desert. The Sahara Desert is bigger than the United States of America in land mass. But something about the desert is that there are 90 90, huge oases there. Now, some of them are days apart. And if you were stranded between oasis to another oasis, basically you died. That's why you had to have a camel and you prayed that it was a long-distance camel. That's why I would never use a one-hump. I'd use a two-hump because you've got a backup tank on the two-hump camel which I'm not sure if that's really true. I think maybe the one hump gets more mileage than the two hump, I'm not sure. But <laughs> fortunately, we don't use camels here. I'm so happy. Aren't you glad that you didn't come in here on the back of a camel here today? I'm sure they're great animals in their sphere, in their realm. But the desert gets so hot at night and all kinds of creatures that live there and. And I mean, hot in the day and then freezing cold at night. So you either burn to death in the day or you freeze to death at night. But these are oases that have been there for many, many years. 
In actual fact, thousands of years, people have lived in the oasis of the Sahara Desert. Now, I've got a little footage here. Now, before I play the footage, the, the, the Nile River is classified as, it depends on who you're talking to, if you're talking to a South American, it's the Amazon. But the Nile River is classified as the longest river in the world. And uh, you have two tributaries, you have the White Nile and the Blue Nile. And it runs right through the middle of the desert and along the desert is all the beautiful fertile soil and whatever where people grow, and for thousands of years, people have lived on the banks of the Nile, which has its place in history. But then when you launch out into the desert, if you are journeying somewhere, you know that there's so many days until you find this oasis. And I want to say this to you. The River Tampa Bay Church is an oasis in the state of Florida. And I'm not saying we're the only church. We're not the only church. We know that we're not the only church. But this church is an oasis because there's a lot of good churches, but they don't have many of the mechanisms that are needed to sustain the people. They can preach a message on Sunday morning. They can pray for people, maybe visit them at their house. But church is a whole lot more than just meeting on a Sunday morning. Church is about empowering the people of what's going to happen Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And so what the Lord has put together here, we just celebrated 25 years anniversary of the church on the first day of December of this past year. 25 years this church has been going and we feel like we're just coming into what God is, has for this church. But God has raised up this place as an oasis in a dry and a thirsty land that people can come and get refreshed. Because something that's going to happen at oasis, you're going to get refreshed. When you come in off the desert and you, 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 you dry, you're thirsty, your lips are parched and bleeding, you, you, you're tired of walking, your camel's even limping, your camel's dragging one foot. <laughs> hey, give me that camel clip quickly. I've got a camel clip I've got to play for you. But find that camel clip and just put it up. Don't wait for me. The moment you've got to put the camel clip up. But when your camel doesn't want to go anymore, these people that have come to the river here today, your camel don't want to go no more. God will give you a new camel. Can you say that? They're scrambling back there. The moment you find the camel, you know the one I'm talking about, that the camel that wouldn't go anywhere, just put it up on the screen. Come on, guys. You can be a little quicker. Some of your camels look like this today.
That camel has ridden for miles in the desert. He is finished. That camel needs an oasis. Now, let me just show this clip to you. Put the clip off the Nile River and then you'll, you'll see. This is the big, great Nile. You have major cities along the Nile. And I was able to conduct a meeting on a boat with a hundred ministers on the Nile, preach. Then you have the hot burning sands of the Sahara Desert which will go for miles and miles. You won't see anything, just sand, dust. When you climb over one, there's another one, and another one, and that'll go for days, one foot, and your camel will look like the camel. and the dust storms. And then you'll come right over a ridge. There'll be many what they call mirages, which you think is water, but it's not. And then suddenly there you have it, a beautiful oasis right in the middle of the desert. That's where you are today. Now, if that was just the case, then everybody would have to live here. We even had somebody watching the stand one night, and they messaged us and said, Pastor, can you put up a little house? You know the tiny house? You know those tiny houses, they're doing things, little tiny house? How many of you know about the tiny house? And she wanted a tiny house on the, in the pavilion. We, she said, I will pay for it. I thought, imagine that. We let a lady come here, put up a tiny house. I'll be preaching and she'll be sitting on a front porch looking up. <laughs> but she wanted to be here. She just said, I, I, I don't want to live where I'm living. Can I come and just live there? If we let people live here, we wouldn't have any place to have a meeting. What? It would be a nightmare. Can you imagine? And then this one's dog is fighting with that one dog. And it would be a nightmare. But in the Sahara Desert, there are 90 major oases. And any traveler knows where to go. That's why we have these big meetings. We have the January camp meeting. We have the ladies conference. We have the ministers conference in May. We have the... The, the big youth week in July, we have the, the big summer camp meeting in July, we have the men's conference in September, and then we have the next minister's conference in October. Why? So that people can come from all over just to get refreshed, Amen. apart from Sunday night and then the stand that goes out every night. But I felt in my spirit that the Lord wants you to understand that the, 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 the oasis is not so much a locale because we gather together. There's many people that function within this oasis. 
but that God would raise you up to be an oasis in your realm, in your sphere. And until you get that revelation, you won't understand it because you won't understand that once you're born again and once you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, that you have what it takes on the inside of you, not only to sustain yourself, but your family, your friends, your loved ones, not only to do that, but to impact the realm where you are, your neighborhood, your company, whatever you're doing. And I think a lot of believers just kind of live within themselves and their container is closed. They've never allowed what is on the inside of them to come out of them. Partly because they're afraid of being criticized. They're afraid of what other people are going to think. If I grab a fizzy drink and shake it up, if I pop that thing's lid, it shoots all over the place. You know, when I spend most of my time grabbing people like you and shaking you up, and then, no, because until you are shaken, we're not going to find out what's on the inside of you. It'll just sit there, and no one will get the benefit from what's on the inside of you. No one. You won't even get the benefit from it. You'll just be an observer. you just be a person that, wow, look at that. Isn't that amazing what the Lord's doing there? Wow. I wish that could be me. Well, we'll shake you up. We'll shake you up. having a conversation yet. Would you like a cup of tea too? Um, <laughs> it was before. It was back in the 90s. Back in the last century. An oasis. Say this off to me. I am. An oasis. In a dry and a thirsty land. You know, the thing that causes the oasis to be there is what's called subterranean water. That water is there all the time. Underground rivers. Florida has many underground rivers. There's rivers underneath us. As a born-again believer, 
a child of God, he says, out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Out of your belly. Go ahead and put your hand on your belly right now. Some people's hands are further away than others. Out of your belly, out of your innermost being, shall flow rivers of life-giving water. It's a river of life. It's a river of joy. It's a river of peace. It's a river of healing. It's a river of freedom. It's a river of deliverance. It's a river of provision. It's a river of his divine grace. He never said out of your head will flow rivers. I'm so sorry. You might have a great head, but he never said out of your head will flow. He said out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Aqua viva. This river will sustain your home, will sustain your wife, your children, your grandchildren, and your great-grandchildren. This river will sustain your business, your uh, vocation, that which you put your hand to. This river will sustain you and carry you and be a supply for you and your friends and your loved ones everywhere you go. I know there's people that won't understand it. But I'll tell you, when they get overwhelmed by the heat of the desert, they're going to come knocking on your door. Please, please, can I get some of this water? For those tuning in today, we do not apologize for this joy. This joy can be hazardous. <laughs> to religion and tradition, we put a warning sign up at the front of the pavilion said it's not recommended for Pharisees, Sadducees, wouldn't sees, and couldn't sees. If you came in here with inherited depression, something that was handed down to you as a family heirloom, today that inherited depression shall be broken off of your life. And this living water will sustain you and carry you, that you will be made an oasis in a dry and a thirsty land. That's why the devil's not going to do what he wants to do in Tampa, Florida. 
I don't care what Bloomberg has planned. I don't care what the World Economic Forum has planned. He's not going to do what he thinks he's going to do. He's not going to do what he thinks he's going to do in the state of Florida. Because there is a group of people that know how to pray. That know how to believe God. That know how to let that living water flow out of them. You are an oasis. You are an oasis. And you're just part of a big oasis. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. So this covers every area of your life. At an oasis, there are date palms. You can get dates. Some of the big ones, you get, they grow cotton, olives, figs, citrus, fruits, wheat, corn, or maize. And some of them have their own sheep, cattle, goats, chickens, eggs. It's a place of supply. So there's a supply of the spirit, but a supply of the natural. We're sitting at a time of a total global collapse of our financial system by design. Where like that, suddenly, all currency will be worth not one thing. And many won't even know how to deal with it. But you, that are part of what God's doing here, will not even be phased. Because God has a way for his people. I said God has a way for his people. And just like the enemy's been working behind closed doors, God's people have been working. Come on. Also behind closed doors. We're not sleeping. No, sir, we're not. We're working. We're getting ready for what is about to happen. And when they suddenly see the church, they're going to go, what? How? Who let these people out? Because they thought they would lock us down. They thought they would hide us behind a mosque. They thought that pastors would just cower and bow their knee to a false god called Dr. Fauci. Hello. But they didn't know that they picked on the wrong group of people. Are you with me? Who said no? Absolutely not. We are not going into oblivion. We are not bowing to your draconian measures. Something big is about to happen 
and it's about to happen through the church, through the body of Christ. God's got an army marching through the land. Deliverance is their song with healing in their hand and everlasting joy and gladness in their heart. And in that army, I have a part. We're not talking about weapons of the flesh. Those are just a deterrent. We're not talking about weapons of the flesh. We don't need those. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Because he's given us all the weapons that we need. He's given us the name that is above every name. That is the mention of that name. Every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. At the mention of that name, every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Somebody said, we outnumbered. No, we're not. There are more that are with us than are with them. An oasis. An oasis shall you be in a dry and a thirsty land. Hallelujah. Let the people say hallelujah. Somebody said, who are they? They're the walking and leaping and praising God tribe. Say it again. I am an oasis in a dry and a thirsty land. You can come hang out under my palms. My trees will protect you from the heat. Come sit down, dip your feet in the water. I know there's people that would calm them down in a normal religious setting. But we ain't calming anybody down. People have been silent for too long. Somebody said, well, that, all that noise irritates me. Until you're making more noise than she is, then it won't bother you anymore. 
I feel the Holy Ghost all over this place. I feel the Holy Ghost all over this place. I believe this message was for you, for this couple. Because this city of Bentuk is right in the middle of the desert. It is. When you get back, watch what God's going to do. What happens in Namibia will impact Botswana, will impact Angola, will impact Southern Africa, will impact Zambia, will impact Zimbabwe. Get ready! Glory. You know, I preached on this a few weeks ago, and here we are into April, and I couldn't get off of it, and I thought, why am I still sharing about this oasis? And then you text me, said, I'm coming to church Sunday morning. I thought, wow. Well, I don't want the whole message just to be for you. I mean, but maybe the Lord just favors the Africans. I, I, I don't know what the story is. You 66, and she says she's pregnant. Hello, Abraham. No, listen, because you see, they went to Namibia with $300 from Nigeria as missionaries, and God's raised them up to be a church to impact the nation. So they are an oasis in that country. When COVID took over and they, all the hospitals were full, he went and emptied the hospitals. He... They said, you can't come here. He said, I'll just stand outside. Everybody coming to emergency room, he prayed for everybody, emptied all the hospitals. And then he went straight inside and emptied the hospitals inside. And when he flew over here, end of last year, there was only eight people in the whole country in hospital. Totally, they're walking, Holy Ghost terminated.
Amen. Amen. He's okay. He's okay. Get me a microphone, please. Take your time, guys, please. Did you get rid of it? Come here, pick him up. Stand him up. Turn him around. Tell the people what the Lord's doing. <laughs> Maybe you can share. I know. Huh? It, it, it will do it. <laughs> Just when you thought it was safe to go back to church. The return of the Holy Rollers. Everybody say an oasis. In a dry and a thirsty land. Say I am. By God's grace. An oasis. So one of the things that you see when you walk in the desert is there's nothing. Now there are animals that live there, but they're not ones that you really want to entertain. Scorpions, snakes, and other creatures that are a bit left alone. But when you come around an oasis, there's life. 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 At an oasis, everything grows. I know that there's no one here that can even relate to it because you've never been in the desert. But if you've ever been in the desert, if you get just a mile into it, you don't know which way out. If you take a wrong direction, you can die. And I want, to, I want you to picture yourself just walking along, looking for water, looking for food. And then suddenly, as you come over the hill, there's this beautiful oasis. Just put the clip back up one more time, please. As I was preparing for this message today, I heard the Lord say, tell them that they are an oasis in a dry and a thirsty land. God's going to use you to impact the lives of many, many people. Lives are going to be changed. Many that are bruised, battered, and torn no life, no water, 
but God will use you to bring about a transformation. We're going to see our city shaken. We're going to see Tampa shaken. We're going to see the Central Florida region shaken by the hand of God. We're going to see America shaken by the hand of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just freeze it there. No. Freeze it on the picture, guys. It doesn't matter. Now look at me. When I started out the ministry, I had this dream, actual fact from when I was a kid, that to reach many people go around the world. And I had many people mock me and say, well, who do you think you are? You're never going to go anywhere. And I said, oh, God's called me to America as a missionary. They said, America doesn't need missionaries. And so all I had was total opposition to everything that I ever felt that I was supposed to do. But I purposed in my heart that I was going to keep my eyes on Jesus. I was not going to put my eyes on man. And I was never going to make man my source. And that it was the Lord's responsibility to get me to where he had for me to go. As long as I obeyed. When you obey then you move. When you disobey, you take a detour. We are in Tampa because the Lord led us to Tampa. We are in Tampa with the church because God told us to start the church, the river. On the 1st of December, 1996, in the Sun Dome, 575 people showed up the first Sunday. And now, all these years later, over 8,000 graduated from River University and all the schools and people around the world, churches springing up, Bible schools that are springing up. And I thought that we'd had an attack before we started the church, but you talk about an attack. It was the moment we opened the River Church, all hell broke loose. And people mocked us, said, you cannot have a church where the Holy Ghost moves on Sunday morning, nobody will come. They said, people won't sit for hours. You're going to have to shorten it to 60 minutes. Nobody's going to come and sit for hours. And I didn't even understand it. Throughout the, the, the first decade of the 21st century and the next decade, we had to really fight through many things. But when COVID hit, I realized why God put the church here. Yes. 
that God actually put the church here for this hour now. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Right now on our books, we have 4,200 members that call the River Church their home. And I was never, listen, I'm going to talk to you something here about the house today. And I want you to grab a hold of it because it's going to become the new theme. I was never into building a big church. I didn't even care about it. I've traveled around the world. I've been in all the big churches. And many of them I wouldn't even care to ever go back to again. They were twice dead and plucked up by the root. If they were an oasis, they were at one time. But the water had run out, all the palm trees were dead, and the camels were lying. All you had was camel bones. And they, there was a deacon sitting on the back of one of the camel bones. I mean, I'm telling you right now, telling me, I rode this camel back 50 years ago. And it was basically a museum. Hello. But I felt the Lord drop in my spirit that we should speak the word 10,000. That God was going to give us 10,000 people that would be members of the River Church. You say, why? One will put 1,000 to flight, two will put 10,000 to flight. So, 10,000, listen. It's not about the numbers. It's about the DNA of what's being produced. So from this day, we shall speak 10,000. You will see 10,000 everywhere. At the same time, all we need is 300. So what I'm trying to say, we're not going to be relying on the 10,000. But let me tell you, I'm tired of Ishmael being pushed up. I'm tired of churches that are dead saying, oh, we have all these people. They closed their doors. Pastors that are not even in the pulpit anymore. No. It's time for the Holy Ghost to have his way. It's time for the power of God to have his way. And God to have his way. We are not ashamed of the Holy Ghost. And you will see it. 10,000. You're going to see the number. 10,000. And I, I felt a holy boldness come on me for that. And we're going to be speaking it. You're going to see the number everywhere. We're going to see this region shaken. We're going to see Tampa shaken. We see the primary school shaken, the high school shaken, the university shaken, places of business shaken. Hallelujah. And we have the room. We have the room to do whatever God wants us to do here. Hallelujah. So I want everybody to shout 10,000. Now some, some of those people, we're going to be launching out of here. So you, you understand what we do here. We bring people in. Three, four years later, put the fire on them and set them loose. So that means we have to keep winning the lost. We have to keep bringing souls in here. Can you say amen? amen. But no more downplaying any. I'm not going to do it anymore. Let me say one thing. Listen carefully to me. When all the people got together with the sheriff before they opened everything up again, they called the mega church pastors of Tampa and they met together. No one even included me in the, even the think tank. We were not even considered. Yet other mega churches have called us to find out what are we doing here. What are you doing? How do you get all those people? 
And I just felt a stirring in my spirit. No, those days are done now. Listen, if they want to do something, they have to come here and find out what the church wants done, not what they want done. Let me tell you right now, because it's up to God's people to set the climate for the region and for the city. The devil is not going to set the climate and the temperature for our city. Thank God the mouse is down the road. Because if I was in the shadow of the mouse, I'd be grabbing that thing by the ears. Fortunately, it's over an hour from here. So I don't care about the mouse, but everything else here, I'm going to come after it. We're coming after it. Let me tell you right now. We, need, we are leaving no stone unturned, and we're going to see the hand of God. And God is raising up everybody, every person, from the littlest child to the oldest saint. Everyone is going to be used of God. I don't care if you're 75, 85, or 95. God is going to use you before you leave this planet. Hallelujah. So we'll have a celebration Sunday morning, but we're going to be taking territory Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, taking territory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And everyone's going to be a part of it. And there's many watching by way of television that you're going to be a part of it. And by the way, we are now live 24 hours a day across the city of Tampa on free-to-air channel, 24 hours a day. I'll have to get the coordinates, so if you have a bunny ear, you can watch River Television Network 24 hours a day in Tampa! That just happened. So God's going to use every one of you to be a part of what he's doing in this hour. Do you believe that? And all you seniors, or you call yourself golden oldies, God's going to use you in a powerful way. All you vets, all the veterans God's going to use in a powerful way. Amen. All the grannies. All the grannies. God's going to use all the grannies. We're going to see the hand of God. And the Lord spoke to me about between now and 2029. So I'm just casting that vision. I'm not worried too much about what's happening anywhere else. Because God doesn't care who's in the White House. Although we don't really know who he is. 
And even the people that are there don't know either. Amen. Say this off to me, I am an oasis in a dry and thirsty land. Why don't you bow your heads across this field? I want to give an invitation now, if you fit into any one of these categories, please, only the workers moving. Maybe you came here today and you fit into any one of these three categories, or you're watching by way of television. I want to ask you a question. What would happen if today was your last day on the earth? You went home, put your head on your pillow, never woke up. Where would you go? Where would you spend eternity? I want you to know there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. You don't have to go to a devil's hell because 2,000 years ago in Calvary's cross, the price was paid and the blood was shed. And just like that old song said, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. Sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stain. Today, the power of sin will be broken. The power of guilt and shame will be removed from your life. You might have come in here one way, but you'll leave another way. Today, he calls you. He says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'm going to give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Today, he will break the bounds of sin. He will break the chains of sin, bondages, addictions, things that have held you back, things that have plagued you for years shall be broken off of you today. If you'll come to him and say, Lord, I'm sorry, and you repent and say, please forgive me, save me. He will come and he will save you and he will set you free. Your life might have been a desert up to now, but from today it shall be an oasis. Listen to the testimony of the young lady three months ago. Didn't want to live anymore. And today she's serving God and on fire, and the Lord is using her. In her wildest dreams, she could not even conceptualize that someone would knock on her door and pray with her and that Jesus would come and totally turn around. But he'll do it for you if you will let him. Maybe you're here in this wonderful pavilion or you're watching in your homes and you say, Pastor, I gave my life to the Lord in days gone by, but I've grown cold. I'm not serving God like I should. I've allowed the things of the world to come and I've lost my first love, the peace, the joy that I once had. But today I'm coming back. Today I'm going to fall in love with Jesus all over again. Today I want that joy restored to me. Pastor, I came in here, my camel could, couldn't even walk. I came in tired. I came in sick, broke, busted, and disgusted. But today I need to be free. And today I'm going to surrender my life afresh. He said he will take out the stony heart and put in a heart of flesh. He said a new spirit he'll put within you. Will you surrender to him? Maybe that hidden thing, that pride, that unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, anger, lust, that hidden, the hidden stuff. Maybe something that's outward that everyone could see. But today he says, come. 
Maybe you here under this pavilion and you're watching and you say, Pastor, I gave my life to the Lord, but a storm came against me, a sudden divorce, a bankruptcy, the loss of a loved one, a sudden illness, the betrayal of a close friend, the loss of a job. Something happened that rocked my world, but today I'm coming back. I'm going to fall in love with Jesus all over again. It's time to surrender now. Would you say yes, Lord? And then lastly, if you hear and you say, Pastor, I'm not sure of my salvation. I love the Lord, but I don't have the assurance. And today I want to know that I know that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm a child of God. If this is you and you fit into any one of these categories, I want to pray with you and for you right where you are. Quickly, put your hand up right now. Say, pray for me. Raise up high. Thank you. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hands are going up across the field. The Lord is calling you now. Today is a day of surrender to say yes, Lord. Once you've raised it, you can put it down. I want you to look at me, please. In this section over here on the far side, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included. Quickly, put your hand up right now, say include me. Thank you. Anybody else? Just slip it up high. The middle section, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included. Put your hand up right now, right at the back. I'll see your hands. Yes. Anybody else? On the far side, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included. Quickly, slip your hand up and say, yes, Lord. Right at the back. I'm going to ask every person to raise your hand. If you would stand right now all across the building, please. Everyone that raise your hand, stand, stand, stand. Stand, stand. Everyone that raise your hand, stand. I'm going to ask you to bring your personal belongings and come stand here. We're going to lead you in a prayer. Come. Come. Today is your day of freedom. Today is your day of deliverance. Come.
So you know we'll have a Good Friday service, 9.30 on Good Friday, and then it's going to be a phenomenal Resurrection Sunday. For those of you wanting to know what channel in the city of Tampa on the free day, channel 36.6, 36.6. I want you to stretch out your hand towards these precious people that have come. We're going to pray a prayer right now. If you pray with me, just close your eyes and Raise your right hand to heaven. That's where your help comes from. And pray this together now. Say, Father, I come to you in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Lord, you said in your word, if I confess with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And I believe in my heart. That God has raised you from the dead. I will be saved. So Father, right now, I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart right now. Take out the stony heart. Put in a heart of flesh. Wash me. Cleanse me. Change me. Fill me. Use me. Let me never be the same again. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on sin. And I follow you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Thank you that on the third day you rose for me. And thank you that you're coming back again for me. From this day on, I'll never be the same again. I confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. He is my Lord and my Savior. And right now, by faith in the finished work of the cross and by the shed blood of Jesus, I am saved. Thank you, Lord, for saving me now. Now just lift those hands. Let me pray for you, Father. I pray that you would seal them now by your blood and by your spirit. That on that day, not one would be missing. Raise them up to be mighty men and women of God. And use them to impact this generation. Thank you that today they become an oasis. And many shall be touched because of their life. I break every curse. I break every addiction. I break every bondage over them. I send it back to where it came from. From this day, you are free in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. This program has been brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International in Tampa, Florida. For more information on the ministry of Drs. Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown, or for additional resources, visit revival.com.